Welcome to the third season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's, let's get, get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to episode four, season three. And as always, today, today's episode is brought to you by Precise Public Adjusting. Uh, at 817-992-5040. If you're having trouble with a property loss claim and your insurance is giving you a hard time, give them a call. They'll make sure that your insurance carrier takes care of you the way that they agreed to. Once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And let them know Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Yes. So we are talking about the movie old yes i uh, am night Shyamalan. yeah and so m night has uh he went off his game for a little while he, he did a couple of pretty bad movies and then uh made a comeback i'd say with the visit and uh definitely split uh you know i didn't even i don't even know anything about the visit i don't oh, you think have, you haven't seen the visit uh what's that one about so uh, the two the two kids go to visit their grandparents that they've never met before. Oh no! Yes, I totally forgot to watch that. It's a good one. Uh, it's yeah, a good one. I, I was really that. surprised. Okay, okay, the, I'm, I'm excited. I remember being excited for it, but I completely forgot. Yeah, it's got a really it. it's got a really good twist. Heck yeah! And um, split. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I, man, that just blew me out of the water, but glass was a little lackluster, but just because it was super realism and, you know, we've been getting a ton of Marvel movies. And I think at the time one had just come out. That was just, it might've been one of the Avengers movies that, you know, it's just like, boom, we've been waiting for this for like five or 10 movies. And then that movie comes out. It's like, Oh, this isn't exactly what people want from a superhero movie now but i still really like the story it's just that the climactic fight was not all bells and whistles yeah and i've heard so much about it that i just didn't see it oh i I love split i love uh Mm -hmm. unbreakable yeah uh i same i couldn't i don't know i will see glass it's sitting in my queue of movies i just 
Yeah, and, yeah, and like just, I said, it's good. Just the ending is just a little. Yeah, that's too bad. That's, Not that it's a but bad also, I'll ending. Watch it. I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it eventually. It's just finding the time to sit down and like everything is so like I just want to watch some like really good stuff. And when you hear like, eh? yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about uh, Glass. We're talking about old. Uh-huh. So M. Night Shyamalan. a good to this movie. True. So M. Night Shyamalan uh, brings us the story. Uh, you've all seen the trailers, I'm sure, at this point, where people are on a beach and they are getting older by the second. Yes. Um, basically living out a whole life in almost a day. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically two days. Well, it depends on how old you are, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Interesting premise. It is actually based off of a graphic novel. Ooh, which one? Uh, Oh, gosh, what was it? Uh, Uh, I I saw, like, two books that it could have been based off of, but I'm I'm forgetting. I was just... The... the, um, It's a French... It's a French language. (laughs) It's a Frank... French toast. French toast. <laughs> Called Sandcastle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandcastle, which makes sense for a line in the movie later on. That, oh, that's, that's a very cool little homage. I like that before they leave. Yeah. yeah, I was a little, I was like, why did they add that in there? And, I don't, I don't and, think uh, that's a homage, but you know, like a tip of the hat. Yeah, like a little, yeah, nod to the, a nod, a nod to the comic or the graphic novel. Uh, it makes me interested, though, although I hear that the graphic novel ends very ambiguously. Mm. Or M. Night gave this a very definitive Yeah, uh, which ending. I think I would have liked the ambiguous ending. Uh, the ambiguous we'll ending. We'll that. The ambiguous ending. We'll, t- we'll talk about that in a second. I'll tell you how the, how the comic book ends. Okay. Um, so, uh, sorry, my brain went totally blank. Uh the, the the movie itself is uh, it's 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 a family that goes on a trip, right? Yeah, they they thank you. they magically win. Uh, uh, I think at the pharmacy, uh, a trip uh, to this amazing resort. She gets an email, exactly, and and, it, and I believe it was from like oh your Walgreens rewards, but it's not Walgreens, but something like that. <laughs> and she was entered automatically, and they won. Uh, and so, or I'm not sure if it was the wife or the husband, but they won and they're taking their, um, kids on a vacation and, uh, you know, it seems all great and normal at first, you know, in fact, it seems quite amazing. The resort looks like what I went to in Cancun, uh, for my honeymoon. And funnily enough, as I'm thinking that they're like, this is way better than Cancun. And I'm like, no, it's not, (laughs) but, uh. Anyways, uh, they're, you know, they're greeted with drinks at the door. They're uh, shown this amazing uh, eating area. And, you know, things start to happen. And they're invited to an excursion, you know, free of charge and all of that. Uh, And that's to this basically cliff, this rock face with a gorgeous beach. It's all private. Nobody knows about it. And you, uh, you know, something, I guess, to, to give you drama yeah. Uh, the main, the two main character, uh, the parents, mm-hmm. Guy and, um, oh gosh, what was, was that? Nikki or um, Abby? Uh, Guy and, it's so bad. I, I usually have the IMDb up, but for some reason I accidentally closed it out. Um, Guy and uh, Pre- Prisa. Uh huh. Prisa. 
So Guy and Prisa are, are ha, she had an extramarital affair. She is dying uh-huh. of cancer. And Guy doesn't know that she had the extramarital affair, but Guy knows that they are getting a divorce. And so that's yeah. why they're there. They're going to do a nice little three-day uh, vacation or whatever it is. And then they're going to uh, part ways and tell the kids. And I could have sworn that the reason they or he was, you know, they had agreed to, like, because eventually you find out that he did know. Uh, but he doesn't, like, he didn't tell interject. Her yeah, he didn't tell anybody. He didn't react. He just kind of ignored it and let it happen, essentially, because... Essentially, the, guy, the guys are romantic, but just kind of, he doesn't even like, a, he's not even mad because of who she chose. It's just like an emotional hole she did, needed filled. So he's just like, that guy? Um, but, yeah, it is. He's, he's actually, Guy seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. It's just that, that um, he's just, whatever it was that she needed emotionally. But actually, I think, so they told the kids that they were, or they were discussing in their room that it's because she's sick because she has a tumor. Right. And it's, I assume that it's killing her and they're going to tell the kids. And then after the, after this vacation, they're going to like split ways. So that way, I guess that she can kind of <laughs> die alone or something like that. Well, or it just seemed more detached. like she just That's wanted to, like. she tells the daughter later, like yeah. she just needs to be happy. Right. Um, guy is guy. Here's the issue. Guy looks to the future, mm-hmm. and if she and Prisa feels like she's stuck in the past, and guy is played by Gail Garcia Bernal. Uh, he was in a wonderful movie, uh, The Science of Sleep, uh, that I recently watched, and it was very avant garde, but it's a good movie. Yeah, actually, I, I saw that movie years and years and years ago. Yeah, and he has barely aged. Like his hair has changed, maybe. Although it's really funny to see uh, to see him on his IMDb page, and you're like, he is way more handsome than his IMDb picture. <laughs> no that? justice. No, it does not no justice. Yeah. Um, Vicky Creeps playing uh, Prisa. I thought both of the parents were just fantastic. Yeah, they they were like delightfully casted. I thought. Um, the you know normally there's like a much there's like a a much harder uh break in movies there's a much higher tension in a relationship when these kinds of things happen and I, honestly it just felt like uh two people who have who still care for each other very very much but have just realized that they can't do it anymore and yeah. so they so they're still extremely courteous to each other but they're just frustrated they, you know, they're very frustrated and un- uh, unhappy, but not in like a, oh, why is this person doing this to me or whatever? They accept each other for who they are. It's, yeah. It's a very mature relationship for yeah. sure. Um, which, you know, later on you see more about the relationship and all the stuff that's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I really liked the character study of everything. Uh-huh. Like seeing these people kind of what type of person they are and how they would go about doing this. Like yeah. Prisa and Guy are very methodical and they're thinking about how this could be happening and how they could stop it. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Charles played by brilliantly 
by Rufus Sewell, stealing every scene he's in. Yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, that dude, nice tale. Oh, my God. But <laughs> seriously, stealing every scene in this movie, he just kills it. He no, uh, I don't... Even comedically. Oh, yeah. yeah he's some, a little bit of comic relief. Uh, and I, I, I laughed every time. Now, unfortunately, it's he's. Uh, I think he has like Alzheimer's. I don't know if it's like Alzheimer's. That. It's like a dementia or but, something. Yeah, exactly. It's some so, sort of dementia where he has memory loss. And, and when he starts doing anything surgery like, no, he he's schizophrenic. He's a schizophrenic. schizophrenic. That what That's what it was. Yeah. And then he starts talking about, uh, you know, what movie did blah 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 in blah 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 be in? You know what? Like, yeah. Ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're in the middle of an emergency. Like he needs to do like life saving care because he's the only doctor around and nobody can get to them and they can't go for help. And he's like, now wait a minute, let's focus on the issue at hand. Yeah. And does anybody watch movies? Which yes. obviously for this podcast is a great question. <laughs> right. Well, the, okay. So you know, you're you're introduced to him. His wife. So he's older. His wife is younger. Obviously, she's a gold digger. Well, she's, uh, uh, yeah, but she's more so of what is commonly referred to as an insta-thought, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, very much so. And so he's the kind of guy who seems like he is successful, and then he went out and got the model young girlfriend. Because yeah, and she's uh, <clears throat> Crystal. Her name's Crystal. She's played by Abby Lee, who uh, does a really good job. Abby Lee is obviously... Um, obviously she's a good mother. Uh, I think so. She's pretty Abby? good. Mother. Crystal. Uh, excuse me. The actress's name is. You didn't Abby, think she was yeah, a good mother? I, she cared. Yeah. I thought she cared. I thought. Okay, so again, like, and that's why I referred to her as the Insta person, uh, because it seemed like whatever she was doing, it was because she knew she was being watched, or it could be a postable moment. And somebody at any moment could whip out a camera and take a picture of her. Like I like immediately resented this character because of that. Uh, and I was just like, oh gosh. Um, and and so like there there was even this moment she's like holding her daughter when she's scared, right? And because she, she's aged. And um, it's when her, like okay. this over affectionate thing like like it might be filmed by somebody who is not a movie director. You know? Maybe she, I think, I think uh, like, I'd like to take back what I said. She cares. I don't uh, know if she's a good okay. mother. She cares. Uh, but she proves that she's not a good mother. I'm sorry. She does prove that she's yeah. not a good mother when she runs away from the daughter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That whole okay, scene. She's so, like, Mom, I'm scared. And she's so like, let's I'll just talk out. about it. I so can't. these guys, they start. To well, age. let's 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 go back a little bit. Let's go okay. back a little bit. So we've got we've got uh, a six-year-old and an eleven-year-old on the beach uh-huh. with them, Maddox and Trent, and then uh, another six-year-old. Great kid actors. Yes, and another six-year-old, Kara, or Kara, and. Uh-huh. They um, are all on the beach with them, and obviously they're getting older because everyone's aging. Yeah. Um, and they can't get off the beach, by the way. Every time they try to go up a cliff or through the cliff or uh, through the water, they pass yep. out. Yep. Uh, they, they have they sciency things. They pass out because their cells can't reacclimate to how fast they were aging and how, fa- how slow they would be aging 
walking out of this. And so yeah, the whole thing is basically there's a magnetic radiation coming from these rocks that surround these beach that surrounds this beach. And that's what's causing the effects. And yeah, exactly like you're saying, they can't reactivate to the normal aging process. I did retain something. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, well, not the way they came in. Yes. And so, uh, so you've got these kids that are growing older and they're trying to figure out why, the parents are trying to figure out why they're growing older. Oh, also, I would like to bring out Midsize Sedan, the rapper. Worst rap name ever, by Worst, the way. But I liked him as a character. Oh, yeah, the character was great. Uh, I, just, I was like, who named you? Yeah, mid-sized <laughs> Very funny. Um, I felt like that was just a jab at rappers today. From uh, I, I agree. I just think that the uh, .mpeg at the end of that would have made it perfect. Oh, mid-sized <laughs> .mpeg. That's funny. .jpeg. .mp3. <laughs> um, I liked him a lot uh, for the small part that he had in this. But anyway... So the kids get older, and this is where Mark's talking about the kids. uh, They leave the two six-year-olds in the tent. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, they're like 16, and they've hit puberty. And their brains are trying to catch up to their bodies, trying to figure out the emotions they're going through. And Uh obviously, they're... And they're trying to talk it out. I will tell you this. I'm super glad that they didn't show them doing yeah. it I'm yeah glad that would have been it would have been a little, a little over bit. for me um yeah. i'm glad that it was like tent look away uh gazing into kids, each other's eyes go find the kids kids yeah. come out she has a baby bump she's like i just got fat and like we were no, just playing and i got a little fat that's not fat <laughs> what were you playing Oh my gosh, they're playing hide the sausage. Uh, yeah, little uh, joystick action. Ah, I can show you a magic trick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, because okay. of this magic trick, a bunny is going to pop out of this hat. Uh, so it played, okay, Alex Wolf plays Trent as a teenager, so uh-huh. kind of going into adulthood. Uh-huh. Um, you've got Eliza Scanlon playing Kara. They both play both characters fantastic, and especially Thomas and Mackenzie kills it as Maddox. I Absolutely fantastic, because um, they're playing kids still stuck. Yeah, six year old in and in, in uh, a teen or an adult. Yeah, just like they do it. Body. So it could have been. It could have come off really corny. Yeah, it comes off really endearing. Yeah, it really does. Especially when um, when Tommy, Thomas McKenzie comes in, you can really see that. I, I mean, I can see it. Like she's extremely young inside of her brain, I and mean, she's got a very developed uh, figure. Uh, and but you can see her. She's just so confused, and you know, like, Mom, why are you looking at me like that? And just her mannerisms. She's her. You know, the way she carries her shoulders and stuff. It's just very kind of like. Uh, free and, and childlike. I thought she nailed that. Oh, she did a fantastic job. I'm so, uh, I would like to say the last time you and I saw her, she was, uh, she was the Jewish girl in Jojo Rabbit. Yes, exactly. And, so the second uh, time we're talking about this. Actress. Second time we've said she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a great actress. But um, I'm, again, another thing that I'm glad they didn't show or didn't do, actually, this time it's didn't do. I was like, oh, please don't let her and mid-sized sedan hook up. Oh, I was thinking that, yeah, something like that would happen. 
Uh, but she does grow up into a beautiful young lady, right? Yeah. And uh, it's so funny because as soon as she steps out and she's 16 year old, her, the uh, Instagram girl is just like giving her daggers. <laughs> and I'm just like, not to oh. mention, not to mention the fact that she just grew into a very small bathing suit. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she, she's wearing it way better than the Instagram person is. And I think <laughs> she's a little jealous. And, uh, and I was just like, Oh, look at that look. But anyways, uh, yeah. So she goes on. Yeah. Um, so I guess from here on out, uh, it's, it's like this, you know, you're trying to figure out how this is happening. So you've got the baby, the baby scene was insane to me. That whole scene was, yes. it was good, but it was insane. Uh, they, they deliver the baby, but then sadly, uh, because the baby's growing up so fast, he does not make it because he dies of, from lack of attention. Yeah. Cause you're supposed to get it so much attention she puts him down for time. two seconds and then he yeah. dies and then just which is like oh my like god it was a year to that baby that whole scene was heartbreaking for me uh, oh, especially being a dad but like alex wolf like how he oh. just trent goes off he's like screaming and crying yeah like, you're lying you're lying it's just like well i also love when they because this all happens extremely like in like five minutes right i'm gonna marry and her so, i'm gonna marry yeah. her. he's yeah. just like trying to like keep him calm like we're, we're never gonna get divorced and it's just so adorable you know he's still such a yeah. young person in a teenager's brain but then even and... then he wants to be with they want to be with each other even after the baby Right, right. Uh, and they care the, for each other. The thing where where they where she's just carrying the dead baby the whole time kind of creeping yes. out a little bit. Oh, like, oh man. Okay. So there's a point where they have to go and, you know, lay the baby to rest and all you can hear is the rattling of the bones. Of and then he turns it over and the bones are are dust. dust. Yeah, exactly. Like this it is decomposed so fast because of the time yeah. change and uh and we had seen this previously in somebody who's discovered. Yes. Um, at the very beginning of the movie, and they they decompose basically before their eyes. So something you find out is that everyone has something wrong with them. <clears throat> yes. Ruf, uh, Charles is the schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prisa has the tumor. Uh-huh. Um, Ken, uh, no, uh, Patricia, Ken's wife. Uh-huh. She has um, like a epilepsy. Deficiency. Oh, oh, sorry. Epilepsy. No. And then uh, Charles' wife, Crystal, yeah, has the, the uh, bone deficiency. I love it because yeah. earlier in the movie, she's like, you've got to sit up to her daughter because she's like, you'll get a hump and humps are unattractive. Yeah. And later on, <laughs> she has a hump. Yes. And that's because she can't get her calcium and she's talking about is this calcium-rich calcium the, smoothie yeah. actually calcium-rich, or is, is it, it just, just one like of those branding? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny to me. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I can't, I can't remember gonna, what Jaron had. Uh, Jaron didn't have anything. They were just okay. unfortunately, Guy, Jaron, um, and the kids, and the kids were all uh, unfortunate collateral damage. Collateral damage uh, cool. for this. And they even talk about that later. But um, there's the scene after Kara decides to climb the cliff and then she falls because she passes Ooh. out. She breaks her neck. Yeah. Totally. She's dead. After that scene, uh, when Trent and Maddox decide to go in the cave. Yeah. And they find Crystal. And she's all hump. 
like oh back. man yeah um, she's full-on age to like senior status this is the so she's got that hump we're talking about the only scene of the movie that i disliked same i mean there i think there's one other but little piece oh, but yeah the, i agree this is if i if whenever i talk to people about this movie i said there's one scene where i almost burst out laughing because it was so cartoony and ridiculous yeah i i did laugh the entire theater laughed actually. yeah you, well i was i was we trying were, to be really respectful of it but yeah Chris, and uh sorry crystal uh, comes out it was funny and she starts going at the kids like turn off the mat or take out the they have matches they don't trying, look at me like don't look at me she's running she's like crawling towards them and she keeps breaking bones <laughs> and they keep setting really fast because she's, time is basically an oracle in class of the titans and she <laughs> she becomes like a crab she's like all broken in pieces and then she dies yeah so she's trying to get after them to turn off the light right and so she's like swatting and she's breaking the like she tries to throw a rocket them at first and yeah. i guess it slips out of her hand and it hits her arm breaks oh. that arm still trying to come at him and then it tra- sets. breaks the other arm and yeah it heals it like immediately because of the time and so she's oh. still trying to come at her so she's like trying to thump uh, thrust her way forward through this like little uh canal or cave or whatever uh tunnel there we go yeah and that they're that they're kind of crawling up into and every time she thrashes around she breaks a bone and so you see this girl and like each arm is bent like eight different ways yeah. but it looks a little Mr. Too Mr. Fantastic for me. Just too cartoony. And it was so cartoony. And it, the way it was, it just didn't really make sense and connect. It just looked really funny. But I have to I, tell you that there was another scene well, that Well, hold on. I just want to say this. Me. I have a hard time believing that M. Night Shyamalan saw that in his screening of the exactly. film. Exactly. Yes. And said, let's keep that part That's in. it. That's the shot. Good job, guys. Moving on. That could have been taken out. Yeah. And, and and I I wouldn't have missed anything. Uh, I I want it, but they needed to clean that up, that imagery up. And that's I, no, um, it just was still even the fact that she kept breaking the bones. Like I get it, I understand the point behind it. I didn't care for it. Uh, I, just, I I I thought it was a good touch, but just again, but that's my complaint with you know like um, glass was I felt that they could have gone a little harder on the graphics and just a few more bells and whistles, a few more dollars on that budget, and they could have had something extremely clean and sure. crisp and not cartoon. And this doesn't ruin the movie for me at all. It's not like no, when Johnny just... Depp does a dance at the end of Alice in Wonderland and ruins oh, the total yeah, movie for me. worse. Ruined yeah. the whole movie for me. Yeah. Um, is the scene, that, right the other scene that disappoints you, is that after we find out the big twist or before? Uh, so it has to do with Charles and the way he dies. Okay. Well, really quickly, okay. I do want to bring up Charles. A little racist. Oh, he's full on racist. He yeah. immediately, uh, because, uh, we should come to this beach and there is a, uh, lone person of color sitting on the beach. And then all of a sudden a dead person shows up and, you know, uh, Charles, uh, the doctor character, he tries to pass it off as well. He's the only one who was here that when that that, that, that isn't us, essentially. Like, who else could it be? But, I mean, he immediately profiles the black person. Oh, my and God. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, mid-size oh, sedan. my God. Yeah. 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 The daughter recognizes him, right? Or, uh, yeah. like, immediately. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maddox. Yeah. Immediately recognizes him. Apparently, he's got some clout. And, um. Also, yeah, so he's, he's there because he has a, he's got a time. blood clotting problem. That's right. That's right. Anyway platelet disease 
Charles kills him brutally. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, so, well, he deteriorates. His condition takes him to a uh, crazy place that dementia sets in, the paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, and so he's basically just acting out every little impulse. And uh, Charles has got a knife. And he just walks up to him. And he's always constantly paranoid that somebody's trying to steal his wife. And so I think that was part of the motivation for him going up to him to confront him. Uh, which was, you know, just paranoia. Uh, but then it escalates extremely quickly into a full-on assault and murder. Yeah. Uh, and so, so by stabbing uh, with a very small knife. So he's got to stab him a whole bunch of times, and it's just like, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's, also the blood clotting disease probably, or the not yeah, being help. clot probably doesn't help at all. But, uh, yeah. So – all right, go ahead and tell me your disappointment with the uh, with the because I didn't that scene didn't bother me at all. Uh, yeah, that scene that scene was great. Uh, oh, Char- so Charles. The, oh, Char- yeah. the Charles. Uh, yeah. So basically, what happens is uh, after this killing, uh, after uh, Charles kills the mid-sized sedan, um, everyone's afraid of him, but he's still going after other people, uh, and he's still got his knife. Uh, or no, he sneaks up and gets his knife back. And he begins begins to slash at um, at guy, and uh, so he's trying. And guy is aged, so he can't see very well. He's trying to protect his family. Then the wife steps in, uh, Precia, to try and guard him a little bit because he's taking so many slashes. Oh, by the uh, way, thank God they're like healing right away. He's going blind as well. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. He can't see, so he's yeah. he's not able to block everything, and uh, it's just crazy. So. And he's not able to properly fight off Charles. Well, um, earlier, the kids had found all this rusty uh, silverware on the beach. And I'm just thinking, oh, look, rust. That's, that's, that's crazy. I feel like that's going to come in later um, as I leaned over to my wife in the theater. And um, so the wife, Prisha, runs off. She's like, hold on a minute. Just, you know, guard the kids like, for a second. And she goes and gets a knife the rusty knife and comes in, uh, cuts or stabs Charles cuts slashes his arm. I think. Yeah. And his, he basically, the bacteria starts to like take over his blood and just overgrow his body and all this stuff. And to me, I was like, tetanus doesn't do that. (laughs) So this is where I would have liked to see, uh, the graphics, um, from crystals death. Uh, that contortion used on Charles because with the tennis toxin, you go into severe convulsions and, and spasms that can break your back, break your bones and all that stuff. The, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a clostridium uh, bacteria, which has its own like botulism. But I just feel like that would have been the way to go if you want to get somebody all contorted up. There are many art. There are classic artworks that illustrate um, tetanus and you're, you're bent over backwards and um, you're, they're just fully contorted. Every muscle is contracted uh, and eventually I believe uh, you're, you're, you stop breathing because you're, all your muscles are always contracted including your diaphragm and so you suffocate. And so that would have been a much better way and more accurate way unless they just want this botulism way but I just don't think that it would look like that and I was like that's not what tetanus does. And I think, why did they highlight 
the rusty knife earlier if it was just i mean i guess it's just a dirty I knife. i mean she does say tetanus doesn't she uh, yeah but that's not what tetanus does but i'm gonna say this i'm, like I'm gonna say this about think lockjaw i know i know i i lockjaw is the first thing i thought of when you think of tetanus but i will say this when he got when everything happened like that i just thought infection like you, it, you know what you know what i'm just gonna go with vaccines work he had a tetanus vaccine and so maybe the clostridium had to go that way. I'm just going, you know I'm just going to, I'm going vax. I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> it just was a, it was a, 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 a infection and the infection grew. I'm just going to yeah. go that way. And, and honestly, like Mark, you did, you, you were in medical school, you know, this better than anybody else uh, that well, better than me. So for me, I am going yeah. to, I, I, when I hear it, I wasn't thinking anything more. Uh, I kind of like that. It didn't bother me. It was uh, it was gruesome, and it was like the one real gruesome scene of the movie. So yeah, uh, that was fine for me. Okay, I want to get into this. Everyone's dying. Yes, we hey, know everyone. We know uh, from earlier in the film that they are being filmed. There's a camera up on top of a hill. They're definitely being watched. Yeah, and immediately. You see, it's um, M. Night Shyamalan's crazy well, mop hold top. On, hold on, hold on, on hold on. <laughs> there was a kid who was playing with Trent in the beginning of the yeah. movie who gave him secret messages. Well, he gave him, a, he left him a secret message in the car when they went to the beach, and yep. they never looked at that message. Which, of course, I kept thinking about the whole damn movie. I was like, yeah. that thing's going to be something later. Well, mm-hmm. when everyone's dead except for Trent and Maddox, and they're old, they're like at this point in their forties, maybe older. Uh, probably older, probably like fifties. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're older. And he's like, Oh, I never, uh, I never read this kid's message. Let me look at it. And he looks at it and it's like, my uncle doesn't trust or doesn't like the reef. Uh, the coral, the coral. Well, they go swim towards the coral. They go under the coral. You find out that they can leave the beach by going through the middle under the coral. I kept thinking, oh, they, they're going to drown. Like, dude, this is so long. That's, yeah, and, and I, I think the, that it, that's the risk. That's why they haven't, like, tried to yeah. seal it up because it's, you know, if you make it through. Then they, they did that you. scene where he, he, <laughs> he breathes out the top of that. I was like, thank you for showing me that because it was going to bother me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we'll get into that in a second. So, yes, they show him that Shyamalan. Okay. This is where my head went. I said, in my head, I said, head. <laughs> this says to him, I says. If this is where this goes, I'm going to be a little annoyed, but also I'm going to applaud M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. I thought that M. Night was going to put him damn self in the movie and say, <laughs> this is M. Night Shyamalan. And this is how I make movies by putting people in real shitty situations. <laughs> and then I'm going to sell this movie and you're uh, watching this movie that I just made. Yeah. This I thought is was going to pull a Stephen King and write himself into the story. Well, he did the, kind of, he was the driver. He took them to, but the I beach, thought that he was going to be M night Shyamalan. Oh, I, I thought that he was going to be M night Shyamalan and he was showing like, this is how my movies are made. Like six cents. That's, that's yeah. real. You just saw a real thing happen. You know, like yeah. I thought that's kind of the route he was going to go and I'm glad they didn't, but I would have yeah, applauded him God. for the balls on that. Like <laughs> to do that, I would have just been like, all right, dude, 
you can keep making movies because that's a ballsy move. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that. We find out that he's doing it for research and, and that these cocktails that they're giving everyone at the very beginning are specially yeah. made for them. And they're By testing, a pharmaceutical tech yes. that is uh, studying the effects the of medications effects. Uh, yeah, on this beach. Uh, over the course of a life, which they can oh. do because of this beach's effects. The scene where they have to take out the tumor and it's like the size of a freaking mm-hmm. mini beach ball. Yeah. So again, well, the tumor was great, but my complaint and it's kind of my complaint with a lot of M. Night Shyamalan films actually is the graphics and of the cut. Like when they first show like, oh, you're going to get cut and heal. And when they show the surgery incisions, I felt like they could have made that look a little better. Um, but yeah, but the tumor looked like full-on practical effect and it looked great i mean it was awesome when they pulled that thing out of it so she had like a golf uh i think it was a golf ball uh when they kind of notice uh yeah. hey like you're good that that tumor of yours is really grown like your side looks a little weird and then then all of a sudden it's a softball and, she and then out. and then it's like a grapefruit and yeah she's passed out they're like we gotta cut it out and yeah so they they cut into her and the cut is healing so fast that they have to cut multiple times and get everyone's hands into it to keep it apart uh, so they can get this tumor out. I mean, it was a great effort. Yeah, uh, I like that scene. Uh, and then she, like, it turns out, oh, she's going to be good. And, um, yeah, I just, the whole pharmaceutical storyline kind of worked for me. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I knew they were being studied, and really there's it kinda, only it, two ways to go. It's either, like something that we're selling or this beach directly. And I, I think that the beaches, it's kind of already understood uh, as best as it can be. Cause just cause our, of our understanding of electromagnetism is yeah. somewhat I, limited. You know, I, I liked it. Of course, uh, Maddox and Trent live, they go back to the resort and they uh, get a cop involved. And then uh, who they met uh, in the beginning when they were kids. Yeah. This, um, it was so cute. Trent liked to walk around and he's, I think he's, he's just like a, a weird kid, right? So he's yeah. trying to figure out how to be social. So he runs up to everyone. And he's like, hi, what's your name and occupation? Yeah. And like so, that. He, that, so he met this guy earlier. Very, he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cop. So, very signs-esque in the whole yeah. everything has a reason for happening. A swing way um, moment. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, in the end, it's it's a happy, happy-ish ending. I mean, everyone else is dead, but Maddox and Trent lived. And like like they only get like 25% of their life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, the, the ending is extremely neat like that. And, uh, that's where, you know, my, that's where my complaint is on this movie too. Not that it's a bad movie. Uh, it's just that I, I think some ambiguity, like maybe them escaping and not knowing if they're still being watched would have been cool, but now it's like, Oh, we're going to go back. We're going to find that cop that we met earlier. And we're going to expose this whole thing. And it's just a, a real neat tie-off. And it was just a little too neat. Um, and uh, but, I mean, it was still, it's still nice, but I, I, I think I would have preferred some ambiguity. I don't know. I, I kind of like that they gave, he gave it that. Uh, the original book ends on uh, the baby actually lived. The baby they had lived. Oh, cool. And the end of Sandcastles has uh, the, a kid on the beach making a sandcastle. Oh, that's cute. And then it just, you don't know why any of it happened. There was no explanation. It's just. See, I, I, I kind of like that because then you're left to speculate. See, sure. This, kind, this movie kind of serves everything up to you on a silver platter and it takes away the suspense 
But I would uh, also argue bit. that he, this is M. Night Shyamalan. Like he just exactly. likes to have it's happy endings and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with it. Like, I like the movie. Like, in the end, yeah. the, the, I like the movie. And uh, I don't know if I'd own it, but I'd watch it again. Same. Yeah, if it was uh, available, I would be like, oh, you haven't seen old? Let's watch it. Let's it's, watch it. it. Exactly. Because it it's, a, it's a thriller. It's um... I, I could cut it down about 15 minutes. Sure. Uh, hour and what? Hour and 50 minutes? Hour and 45 minutes? I could have cut it down Something to like about an, an hour and a half and been okay. Um. I and you know the the other thing is like there's no visible bad guy. I mean the pharmaceutical right. company's bad for doing that. Well, they show them at the end, but again they're they're just kind of like patting themselves on the back and they're they're taking moments of silence for the the lost people and their studies. But they're not. They don't see themselves as the bad guys. They think that it's a necessary sacrifice. It's a necessary. Millions. It is though. Like the, I mean, I don't. Mm, yeah. I don't believe we should ever do it's that. It's not ethical. Yeah, exactly. They can That's justify the it, and I can understand the justification. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not saying that I would ever condone this or want it to happen. Yeah. Just saying that when you look at it from a certain standpoint, it kind of. It's like. It's like Thanos. I could understand why Thanos was doing what Thanos was yeah. doing. And I think that's also amazing as well. Like I can understand why Killmonger does what Killmonger does in Black Panther. I, yeah. I understand. They just go about it the wrong way. <laughs> I, um, I agree. The, and the ending, I love the, the, they're asking like, okay, how did your aunt take the news? Well, <laughs> as good as you can when you find out that your niece and nephew are 50 years old. Yeah. Oh, you're older than your aunt. aunt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, crazy. Oh, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> um, I I recommend the movie. I say go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have to see it in the theaters. Yeah, it doesn't get a must see. But it gets but a, it, like if you get it, if you get yeah, a chance to watch it, watch it. Watch it. Yeah, definitely a recommendation. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It wasn't like horrifying. It did give me a very uneasy feeling throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Because very, you know you're being watched, everyone's being watched, and you feel that too. Yeah, it was a very uneasy thing. Um, but yeah, I would totally, uh, I would watch it again, just wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Is, is really what it comes down to. Um, so, we are at the point where we're doing the Always Dragged Never. Yes. Our new segment, four times, or this is going to be the fourth time. Oh, I love this. So, we always see the person's movie. Will you get dragged to see the person's movie? And will you never see the person's movie? Uh, uh, this was hard because a lot of the actors were kind of unknown to me in the way of like, I don't really sure. go see their movies except for uh, Alex Wolf. Cause I've seen a bunch of his movies. Hereditary is like one of my favorite horror films. Right. Yeah. Um, oh. Alex Wolf is a great actor period. Uh, so here, I guess my list. This is be, tough. I will always. So, wait, so did you, you said the names, right? So oh, it's Rufus Sewell, who played Charles, uh huh. Alex Wolf, who played Trent, and uh-huh. Thomas and McKenzie, who plays Maddox. Uh huh. This so is I'm, tough. I'm going to go ahead. I know what I, I know what I'm going to pick. Yeah. I'm going to always go see an Alex Wolf film. Okay. I'm going to get dragged to a Thomas and McKenzie film, and I'm okay. going to never see a Rufus Sewell film. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I, I want to say a different order, but I have to agree with you because you have two up-and-coming actors. I mean, one is already pretty well established, Yeah, uh, Alex Wolf, uh, and I, I want to see more of his work. Oh, yeah. And, and as well as uh, uh, Thomas and McKenzie, 
you know, now, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's just getting started, but so far, oh, she's knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, every I, can't, time. I can't wait to see what else she does. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, the only reason that Rufus Sewell gets uh, never is just because I've seen a whole bunch of amazing stuff from him already. Exactly. Not that I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> so for a, for a little bit, I was – because actually what they've done is a good job of making Rufus Sewell not look like Rufus Sewell the whole time. Sure. Uh, I kept thinking that for a minute I thought he was the dude from Resident Evil. Uh, okay. It's the, it's the demeanor, I think. I can't remember the dude's name in Resident Evil. Um, uh, it's going to bother me, though, so I'm going to have to look it up. But he was one of the bad guys, I think. Uh, and podcasters, I apologize if you've been hearing my stomach growl Are and you rumble hungry? this whole time. <laughs> and, uh, I, don't, I guess, yeah. Man, I, I can't think of this guy's name, and I can't see it. Maybe it wasn't the first Resident Evil. It might have been the second or yeah, third. Yeah, I was thinking it's not the first. It's going to bother me, though, because I, I, you know who I'm talking about, I think. Yeah. I think you, you know he's a very uh, unique-looking uh, actor. Um, uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, it's going to bother me personally. Yeah. But, I, you know, I just – and I'm sure someone – oh, nope, nope, wrong person. Um <laughs> I was going to say the name and I was like, no, no, that's not. Oh, I got it. I got it. got it. Don't got it. Yeah, I don't got it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, maybe one day I'll figure it out and then I'll pop back up and be like, it was this person. Yeah, but I would still, I would be remiss because I would want to watch Rufus Sewell's stuff. Yeah. Forever. It's, that's mean, actually, it was a hard choice, but at the same time, I, I really think Alex Wolf and Thomas and McKenzie are going places. Exactly. Um, also, Alex Wolf's brother, Nat Wolf, also a fantastic actor. Totally. Uh, loved him in Death Note. Even though Death Note wasn't a great movie, I loved him in it. Yeah, and the other movies he's done—they've both done some great, great movies. I think they just did a movie together, and I need to see that movie. Mm. Uh, but I can't think of uh, what the movie is called. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So that is our—that's uh, our segment for the always drag never. Um, if you'd like to play along, please uh, you can um, let us know by email. You can record yourself and send it to us, and then we can put it on next time. Or yeah. if you're going to be at Fan Expo Dallas in September, uh, come find us. We'll be walking around probably wearing Pop Culture Elevator t-shirts. And, uh, and we'll, we'll um, get you on camera. Yeah, and we have got to get this up. At least like our last three weeks, we've got to make a post and put our Always Drag Nappers yes. and let people comment yeah. on yeah. our Facebook and our Instagram. Yes. Uh, maybe Twitter. Tell, <laughs> tell your friends to listen to us. Yeah. Tell your friends, dang it. <laughs> All right. Well, something you can tell your friends about and maybe they'll be interested is our What's next that? our next sponsor. <gasps> All right. We're back with our birthdays and news, passengers. So, uh, like we said before, we've narrowed them down to one birthday a day. So, we'll uh, talk yeah. about it. August 1st is uh, Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, this... Uh... This actor has really grown on me. Not that he's not a really cool person, because I, I love to hear, uh, like, anytime I see anything about him, I'm like, oh, cool, especially now. But, uh, you know, it was the Game of Thrones. He was yes. uh, called Drogo. Yes. So and, good. Uh, and I thought that DC was just trying to have their own Thor when they brought in Jason Momoa. As Aquaman, I was very annoyed 
that he didn't look anything like the comic books at all. Blonde hair, you know? tight cut. Yeah, yeah, no scales, you know, nothing Looks like, like a swimmer. Actually. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, this long hair. Like, where did that come from? Uh, other than the fact that you'll never get Jason Momoa to cut his hair, probably. Um, but yeah, I was so annoyed. But dang, did that character grow on me. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Jason Momoa, you know, like, I love that dude. Uh, he's, he's awesome. He's fun. I, uh, the only thing I didn't like about the Aquaman, the first cut was, uh, you mean Justice League? Uh, excuse me. Yeah. The Justice League was, uh, his like screams when he's flying around everywhere. Uh, the, they made him, they tried to make him too goofy. Was, yeah. And I, I didn't like that, but I uh, did like he him was in redeemed the, in, the, in Snyder the Snyder cut. cut. Yes. Totally. Totally. We'll talk a little bit about the Snyder Cut in the news. All right. August. Well, oh, I also want to bring up, I just got a uh, free six-month trial to Apple TV. Oh. And I'm going to check out his uh, new the TV show he's in, C, where he plays in a tribe <laughs> of blind people. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, se- the second season's coming out soon. Ooh, I'm also going to try that M. Night Shyamalan show. There's a show? Yeah, there's a show he did about, like, a baby that died, but then they got a doll, but the doll, like, comes to life. Oh, yeah. I didn't see yeah. it. I'm, I want to see it now. I don't want to watch it. it. It's got Rupus Grint in it from Harry Potter. So. Nice. Um, August 2nd, one of my all-time favorite pop culture personalities, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy's the man. Mark, I know that you're not super into cartoons. What? Well, I mean, not into anime. I'm not, in, okay. not super into anime. Well, you got to watch on Netflix, Kevin Smith's new uh, show, The Masters of the Universe Revelation, Ooh. based on He-Man. Yeah. I loved it. It's only five, five episodes right now. It's only part one. But I freaking loved every episode man yeah dude i, I need to check that out oh, i didn't it's so realize good. that he had done that so good yeah oh man he does it's just so good and also jay muse is a voice oh of course in right? one of the in, package in, deal yeah and uh got a lot of great voice sarah michelle geller plays tila <laughs> uh chris wood Whoa. yeah Oh, that's awesome. You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's fantastic. It's so yeah. good. I actually, I love it so much. I've got two of the toys sitting on, already sitting on my, uh, wow. my shelf over here. I got, I got Skelegod and nice. Battle Cat. And I've got the four other toys that are part of the Wave 1 uh, on order and they'll come in in August. So That's awesome. Loved well, it. Loved it so much well, I got I the toys. Like, yeah. I'm just crossing my fingers that he's going to show up unexpectedly to fan expo i hope so i oh that was so so. great of course let's not forget the viewisk universe clerks clerks small rats chasing amy dogma the list goes on we're going to be doing chasing amy very soon with our special guest uh lance from the nightmare um so that'll be fun we'll do that closer to fan expo so yeah yeah i can't wait um but yeah, I really hope Kevin Smith is there. That'd be awesome. August 3rd, we have Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite characters of his, just to not say a super obvious one, is when he's in uh, Catch Me If You Can as the the girlfriend's dad. And he's like about to, he thinks he's going to ask him 
to marry the daughter and he's <laughs> and he's like uh will you hire me at your firm <laughs> he's laughing uh but he's just uh, he plays a very like uh down to earth like uh southern guy mm-hmm. and he's he's just uh he just plays the part to a team just it just makes me laugh so much when i watch it um but just a great actor I liked his uh, J. Edgar Hoover in Judas and the Black Messiah, which oh, we yeah. watched before. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, because you don't you don't think it's him, and then it's him. Yeah. Um, but also Uncle Ben in The Amazing Spider-Man. He was a good Uncle Ben. Oh, I, oh man, I forgot about that too. Wait, yeah, in the Garfield one. Garfield. Okay, that was like that wasn't him in the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, yeah, but I completely have forgotten that he was Uncle Ben ever. Uh, wow. Going, going soft in my old age. But I guess I'm spending too much time at the beach. Going soft in your old age. <laughs> also, I do uh, – I, I just like – he's a good actor. He really is. Um, August 4th is an actor I don't care for, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple good ones, but – there's bad Santa and that's a little, that's super raunchy. It's funny, but like, I can't, I can't watch that movie all the time. Uh, I just, I don't know. Billy Bob Thornton didn't do it for me. It just, for some reason, uh, I just never really got into his brand of acting. Uh, he's, I can't deny that he's not a good actor. I just don't uh, like the stuff he picks. Well, he was in love actually as the president. Right. And even he, then he just plays like a real gross. He like, wasn't the best part president. of that movie at all. No, no, no. In fact, maybe he was a kind of a villain and uh uh I thought he played that part well, but yeah, there's like Monsters Ball and I'll give him some, some other stuff. I'll give him Sling Blade and I'll give him a yeah, simple plan. Sling Blade. Yeah. Uh, I I really love Sling Blade. I, I still Love that movie. I'll also give him the television series uh, Fargo that he was in. Like, there are things that okay, I can tolerate okay. him and I'm fine with. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just uh, Armageddon. I Yeah, I liked him in Armageddon. That yeah. Was a good one. There are a few things that I like of his that he's in. Tombstone. Um, but all in all, I'm just not a fan. Just not a super yeah. duper yeah, fan. Yeah. And it just is what it is. Yeah. Can't do much about it. Yeah, plus I had the same reaction that uh, Guy had in this movie to his wife's affair uh, when I found out that he was married or dating Angelina Jolie. I was like, that guy? That guy? Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they carried each other's blood in vials? Yeah. I mean, they were a full-on romance there, celeb romance. I was like, what? Yeah. But, the, hey. Whatever. Yeah. Can't help who you love. Uh, August 5th, we have Jonathan Silverman, uh, a name that you probably haven't heard of in a while. Yeah. But uh, I, like, I looked at his picture and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Um, sorry, folks. My brain, again, goes back. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. That's where you know. Oh yeah, the the, the straight lace guy. The, the, the straight lace guy. But like he was big in the eighties doing those eighties yeah. films. Oh, absolutely. Um, I but, love Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, most I actually like Weekend at Bernie's two the most. I love Weekend at Bernie's two. I don't know yes. why people don't credit that as the better one. Yeah, same, same. I mean, the the first one's funny, but you don't get all the hilarious, you know shenanigans that Bernie gets into and causes in one. 
Yeah. You know, he he doesn't even move on his own in that movie. And I, I it's funny. It's really funny, but not as funny as number two. No, I, I love Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's too. Both of them are great. Yeah. But those are really the movies he's super known for. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's like the is... odd couple two. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, I got a couple too. I don't even remember him in that. Uh, yeah. But like he just did a bunch of like one-offs here and there. But, yeah. You know, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to bring him up because I did love Weekend at Bernie's. Uh-huh. Um, oh, crap. Passengers. I accidentally closed out of the script. Oh, okay. Well, I've got it. I've got it right here. Is M. Night Shyamalan's birthday. Right. Okay. So yeah, August 6th is M. Night himself. We just went on about M. Night. I don't think we need to go on about him again, but uh, love his early films. I am one of the weird people. Yeah. But I'm one of the weird people who loves Lady in the Water. No. Yeah. You and me both, right? Like, we're like, why doesn't anybody like this movie? It was great. It had a whole bunch of literary tools in it. It was, and uh, Paul Giamatti, right? Uh, It had a great cast. I didn't know why people didn't like this movie. I love Lady in the Water. I just absolutely love that movie. It's a fairy tale. Maybe people just expected a big twist. Yeah, like, yeah, kind of like, uh, I think it was because it was post-Village. Yeah, and and people people were coming off the village and they were, well, I think people were pissed off about the village. Well, they were, because I thought that was awesome. Uh, people were pissed off because it lies to you, basically. Like, there's no hints towards the fact that it could be something else. Again, I like that. Because <laughs> normally I'm able to figure out those hints extremely quickly, and I don't want that. I want a movie that's going to lead me into an area of deception and then slap me in the face with a reveal. Yeah, but I, I do... Yeah, the Village is fine. It's not my favorite of his, but... Uh... I, I like it at fine. I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie, that might be one of my favorites. Like at least up there. But... It's not the happening. Uh oh, the man, happening. I can't, re- I can't remember the happening. What, it's the one, one where everyone happening? commits suicide because the plants are sending out the oh pheromone yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was that was his worst movie. No, his worst movie was Last Airbender. Yeah. And there. apparently this movie. Uh, old is the first 35 millimeter film he's done. Oh, uh, the every other movie has been digital. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what was that other bad movie he did? Another Earth. I didn't even see that one. One with Will Smith and his son. Oh no no! Uh, yeah yeah I did see that. I didn't like. Was that. it no Earth it. something? Another Earth? I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Something Earth. Yeah, uh, like other Earth. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about now. And the nope. uh, sun's in it. So hard. Uh, yeah, I liked it, but yeah, it could have been better. It could have been better. I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, he direct, it was. I think it was like the first movie that he directed that he hadn't written. After Earth. After Earth. Yeah, everything has evolved since they left to kill you. If you didn't know this, uh, he also ghost wrote. Uh, Stuart Little. <laughs> I did not know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Random like fact. That. Michael Jake Fox was the voice, right? Random fact. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. In August, August seventh, we have Cipher herself, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Um. Or monster. monster. She was monster. That was a crazy transition for her to gain all that weight 
and come right back to being essentially a model. That was insane. Um, I have mad respect for Charlize Theron. Absolutely. Mad respect. Mad Max, Imperator Furiosa, she was fantastic. Uh, wasn't she in Reindeer Games? Reindeer Games was like the it's, first thing I noticed her in. It's not even old because I have a uh, producer open. But uh, yeah, not Reindeer actors. Games. Uh, she was also in um, The Devil's Advocate. Uh, oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, but, uh, you know, there's uh, Aeon Flux. Oh, yeah. Aeon right. Flux, the Italian Job. I mean, there's so many good movies. The Astronaut's Wife. Yeah, she's oh, she's man. just a great actress. She's period. a great actress. Uh, oh, she was even in uh, Children of the Corn. That's crazy. Like the original? I wonder if that's the one. Uh, no, it's part three. Oh, part three. There's, and uncredited. I, there's, yeah, uncredited. But there is a, a Children of the Corn that I've been trying to figure out, and maybe it's not. I thought it was. But basically at the end, the the devil child essentially gets run over by a tractor. Uh, and that, that's the one that I thought was the best one. And I, I can't figure out which one it is, but it's not number one. And I don't think it's part two. So maybe it's this one that know, she's uncredited long, in. It's been a long time since I've seen any of the children of the corn. Oh yeah. They're creepy. They're a little long winded, but they're creepy. Well, happy birthday to our celebrities. Yeah. Happy birthday without you. We would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. Thank you. All right. On to some news. This is my favorite news of the day. This is my all time favorite news of the day. So I'm going to bring it first. J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson himself, Commissioner Gordon, is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon in Batgirl. Oh, that's awesome. Let me ask you a question. What does that mean? Yep. What does that mean? It means if he... Snyderverse. Snyderverse. (laughs) It's happening. It means... Hashtag restore the Snyderverse could be a thing now. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, please. I, I think it's just smart. I mean, like, follow, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I thought the hashtags were so lame when they were birthed into the world. But if they can create amazingness like this. Yes. Oh my gosh, well, way to go, hashtags. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Give me more Snyderverse. Absolutely. Can't wait for Batgirl. I'm Restore the Snyderverse. And it's going HBO Max. And that more awesome excited. motorcycle. Uh, that have you seen that? There's some cool screenshots of uh, like the White Knight's motorcycle, um, uh, where Batfleck is riding it. And, oh, oh, it's just so cool! Yeah, it's it's awesome. I think it was from from. I think it's Batfleck. They keep putting that caption on there, but oh, I don't see it. Other comic book movie news: Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over Black Widow release on Disney Plus. Yeah, here's the story. She, in her contract, uh, was that she got paid so much, and then, so they didn't have to spend all of their money on her budget. She put it in that she would make money off of uh, the box office sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the movie didn't do great at box office because it was also on Disney+. Plus. It did exactly. fantastic on Disney+, Plus, apparently. Yeah, it did. But, uh, and it did good in the box. I was just didn't do well enough. It just it took a lot of money away from her. Yeah. And so she's suing for the money that she would be owed, and I think that she should totally win that. I I completely agree. Um, really, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it maybe it wasn't at a box office, but it was released on the same day, right, as the box yep. office. And so I'm sorry, that's a box office release, even if it's not at a theater. And so I. 
I, I got my fingers crossed for uh, Scarlett Johansson, free Scarlett Johansson's money, uh, hashtag or whatever. <laughs> because honestly, she deserves it. She's amazing. She's uh, been a rock for the Avengers, her character. Yep. Um, and she, honestly, she, she flat out deserves it, man. Well, she just she grew really into does. such a good character for the MCU that... Right, yeah. but she's also just been so physically capable. I mean, I don't know if she does all her stunts or anything like that, but her character does uh, amazing things. Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. Yes. I, it uh, would just be a slap in the face for her not to get paid. Yeah. Like, well, uh, well, you know. Yeah, I agree. She, she deserves it. The Suicide Squad is on its way to break a superhero movie record on Rotten Tomatoes, man. 100%. Wow. Uh, wow. The movie's being touted as amazing. James Gunn's best film. Margot Robbie finally becomes the Harley Quinn we know. Oh, thank God. You know, I've been harping about this for years now. Just like, I like and complaining and complaining. I liked her, Harley Quinn. I thought she's probably sure. one of the better parts of the, of the universe, but. Holy crap, man. To have her actually be Harley Quinn. They're saying, they're saying she has the best scene of the movie. Yes. I, they say that blood, blood, blood sport, blood sport mm. or bloodshot. I can't remember the dude's name because I don't know the character very well. But Idris Elba uh-huh. is a career best acting gig. Wow. Career best. They say Rick Flagg. Even after Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they Love say that, that guy. Rick Flagg finally gets what he deserves because they made yeah. him all super cheesy in the first film yeah, and now in this he's all American finally movies. getting like great scenes um they say rat catcher 2 which i thought was gonna be a dumb character is actually the heart of the movie mm. um, they say it's gruesome they say it's hysterical they say it is relentless when they kill the the members of the suicide squad that it is brutal and yes. better than just head exploding and that's it yes like, i am a hundred percent ready to go see this uh august 6th next week i'm so excited i'm ecstatic yes. i am a huge fan of the dc films uh i am ready to see this and that there is a huge cameo that they haven't told us about yet and I'm, oh. I'm just like crossing my fingers. Please be Batfleck. It's going to be John Cena's brother, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. <laughs> and he's got family. Family. So, I am so. excited for uh, John Cena's Peacemaker show. Yeah, that's going to be really funny. Oh, man, I'm so excited. And uh, so rumor has it, rumor has it that he, that James Gunn made this movie within the Snyderverse parameters, so... Awesome. So is the Suicide Squad going to be our next episode or the episode after next? I'm not. It depends on when we can go see the movie. Oh, but I'm, I'm going to go see August 6th. I don't care what happens. I'll, I mean, I may, miss go work. <laughs> I may go see it August 5th. Especially if it's if people are saying this, finally, it's the Harley Quinn that you've been asking for, which yeah. I've been begging for. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I mean, if I can't see it, if I can't see it the day it releases, I'll probably watch it on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope there. If I if I know it's a movie, I'm gonna have high standards for. It's like I almost have to go to the theater for it. Yeah, um, I want to see it in the theaters. I'm just saying, like, if things come up where I can't, oh, okay, okay, I'm gonna see it in H. I'm gonna watch it on HBO Max. So, 
Um, and then last bit of news, which I think is kind of cool. The next Predator movie, so I guess it's the fifth Predator movie, yeah, is going to be a prequel. And right now it's being called Skull. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's going to be about the first time a Predator came to Earth to hunt primitive beings. Ooh. So That's interesting. The producer of the movie says that uh, it feels just like the first Predator. Holy guacamole. And it's I am so excited for that. Uh, they, you know, in this last uh, Predators movie, the, the I felt like they introduced some... Um, uh, some subspecies or whatever uh, within the predator race that I just thought, thought they might be a little too much. So maybe they're going to expand that a little bit and give us a few more progenitors that would make those guys make more sense. And if, from a screenshot that I saw or whatever you call that screen capture, I don't know, screen grab, uh, the it looked like that's kind of what it's going to be. Because, you know, there was a gigantic buff huge predator that predator has to fight off in predators i'm saying predator a whole bunch of times uh and i was just like how did that guy come about why is he why are they all of a sudden huge but there's like a a feud a i haven't feud. seen it and i honestly don't really have any like, really good want to see it i guess i don't know nothing's like said i'll go see this uh maybe one day that one's really good. I, I they the only thing I complain about with that one is they made it like really family kind of friendly and like oriented. Uh, so it's not exactly like uh, you know like the first Predator. It's like I don't know if you show your kids this um, like until they're a little older. Uh, but you would like would definitely take your like seven year old to watch this Predators unless you're I'll, just, I'll watch no, it one ahead. day. It's another movie that's in my list that I have that I'm. Yeah. But definitely watch it before this one comes out. This oh, one I will. Oh, I will. I will. Well, you know what they should, uh, our passengers should definitely listen to. What's that? Our next sponsor. Okay. Hey, Mark, today's sponsor is maybe it's Maribel Miracle Cream. Oh, that cream that makes you magically look younger? Yeah, it is. Just put a dollop of Miracle Cream on your wrinkles and see them disappear in front of your eyes. Wow, that's awesome. It says here that our passengers will get a free travel size bottle when they order a regular size bottle at half price at their online store. That's amazing. Thanks, maybe it's Maribel Miracle Cream. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, you know what time it is. It is time for the uncut and raw portion of our show, The Elevator Pitch, in which Danny will have 30 seconds in our imaginary elevator with our pretend movie executive to give a 30-second pitch based on three random words given to us by our random word generator. Danny, are you ready to take a ride? Yeah, give me the words and I'll write them down. All right. Your words are fungus. Okay. Wolf. Okay. And panther. Oh, two animals. Yeah. Fungus, wolf, and panther. Fungus, wolf, panther, which the is problem a good is, name. Yeah. The problem is you said, <laughs> you said fungus and my brain just goes to Mario Brothers the movie. Oh, uh, nice. Well, Trust the fungus. Yeah. The fungus among us. Uh, a great album by... Incubus. Yeah. All right. Uh, fungus, wolf, panther. Fungus, wolf, panther. Okay. So our characters are fungus, wolf, and panther. That's their names. <laughs> and uh, they 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 call themselves. Wolf is of course the leader of the of the group. They call themselves the Wolf Pack. 
Ah, the wolf pack. Fungus is kind of like the goofy, like sciencey kid. Wolf is definitely the charismatic leader type. Uh, and then Panther is like your bad boy. It's like the bad boy. Uh, it's an unlikely group of characters. Uh, it takes place in the, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s-ish era. Kind of where everything's transitioning over, but not quite there yet. So we're going to have a great soundtrack. Awesome. Uh, Panther is into metal. Wolf is into grunge. Fungus is into like that 80s new age type stuff. Okay. Yeah. So they're kind of, they're, they're mismatched, but they, they're perfect for each other. Yeah. And the story is, is that they want to see three different bands play on the same night in the city they're in. So like fungus wants to see Duran Duran wolf wants to go see Nirvana and Panther wants to go see uh, Metallica or something. Cool. And uh, so they decide they're going to hit up every concert that night. Wow. They're going to hop. They're going to hop. Dang. But not only are they going to hop, they're going to do it without the tickets to the shows. Oh my God. So they're going to try to sneak into each one. And they, they made a vow to each other that they're going to stay for at least a half hour of each set. And they, they're trying to stagger it a certain way. That is so cool. And that's the story of how they Dude, do that. This sounds like Detroit Rock City, but like a cool sequel. They wanted to reboot Detroit Rock City. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely watch this. I do love I would. Detroit Rock City. And it sounds like something we would have done like back in the day. Like, don't get me wrong, it would have been more with a movie theater than concerts, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it actually kind of sounds fun. I'd watch it. I'm not going to lie. We should just try to make this movie. We need to set up a GoFundMe and like people can comment with their money. Like, which movie idea we should make and we go with the one that gets the most votes. Kickstart it? Yeah. We will make this movie. There you go, Kickstart. Give us $50 million. $100 million. <laughs> yeah. That's my elevator pitch, folks. I, I love hope, it. I hope you like it. Yeah, I think it's a fun one. I would actually, uh, I would probably watch this movie. And if you haven't seen Detroit Rock City, watch that one. That's how horror movies start. <laughs> That's how horror movies start too, man. Uh, such a, <laughs> such a good movie. Such oh, a good movie. Eddie Furlong. Also, also a quote that was used in real life with you and I when we picked up Krista on the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was quoting the movie. But that's exactly what we said. <laughs> I said that's like how horror movies start. Yeah, it was just perfect setup. Was Edward Furlong in Detroit Rock? He was in Detroit yeah, Rock. Yeah, he's the claw, uh, crawl, hawk, hawk. There you go. I, huh? When did this movie come Shoot out? Wee wee. They tell somebody, tell somebody he has to go out on stage. <laughs> you want somebody to buy these tickets? Shake your wee-wee. 99. So that, <laughs> so that came terrible. out in 99. And then Terminator yeah. was 91. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was way after. Interesting. Terminator. I, uh... Huh. I just never put two and two together. Huh. 
it's also been since I was young, probably like around yeah. the 2000 era. Yeah, but that's what we're friends. We keep each other in line. Keep Not keep I each other reminded of what actors are in what. Watched it. Not like Edward Furlong's the greatest actor ever. <laughs> Not according to the Shermanator. I was trying to think. Of, <laughs> I think I like. I think I like like two movies he's in. Uh, yeah. Oh, three. Yeah, I like three. Terminator Two. Yeah. I kind I kind of enjoy. Well, no, American History X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Detroit Rock City. Yep. And then I, I kind of there's another one. Don't hate Pet Cemetery too. No, yeah, that was it. That's a, that's my number. Four. I don't hate it's it. The fourth of those, but I, I don't know if I'd rank them I don't, that way. I love it. But I no, that's my like if any of the uh, renditions of Pet Cemetery, that's my favorite. It's so good. The uh, oh gigantic prison guard from Shawshank. He's the stepdad. He's also comes after them, and he's it's amazing. It's actually scary. The first one's kind of scary, but it's not, not like, you know, the, the, the Eddie Furlong one is it's like the 90s and they put it in our time. It yeah. doesn't seem like it happened in the distant past, which is, you know, it makes the movie a little scary, less scary. I think if they put it in your time, it makes it worse because it could happen to you now. You he know? was in the terrible Night of the Demons remake. Hmm. Anyway, cool. 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 Didn't know that. Learn something yeah. new. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.